And joining us now to talk about the situation in Israel and what needs to happen is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He's a retired Defense Department Intel operative, also president of Project Sentinel and also the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, Tony, I know you've been in tough spots. Your thoughts of what Israel has to do to first, of course, save the hostages and also send a message to Hamas. Well, thank you, Reed, for having me. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. The uh, Israeli military and government are being restrained for purposes of trying to figure out where exactly these people were moved. And I I do believe that uh, you would have seen a lot more military action had they not done this. With that said, uh, at this point, uh, former Speaker McCarthy, I think, is saying more based on what he knows directly. And I've got the same basic information. Indications are the Biden administration knows that there are American hostages. They just don't want to talk about it for obvious reasons. And because of that, they're holding back. That's why Biden did not come out and say anything today. It's one of the big reasons. So we must work with the Israelis to first off ascertain where these people are to include uh, their hostages. Uh, we're probably going to see several dual citizen families who have been captured and then work as quickly as possible. That's one of the reasons they moved uh, the carrier battle group in. I suspect we have more special operations forces now being deployed to go forward. The big thing, I I think, is to, once things start, get our people out, figure out a a plan for us to begin an enhanced uh, targeting using a spectrum of clandestine methodologies to make life very miserable for the Iranians. I I think that's something that's not been done since Donald Trump. And then, frankly, let let the Israelis go do what they do very well, which is defend themselves. Uh, there should be no calling for mitigation or restraint uh, on the Israelis and what they have to do. And there's been talk about how severe uh, they will handle the the, uh, the Gaza Strip. Uh, I think it's it, it needs to be very severe. It needs to be uh, to, severe to the point of where there cannot be any more attacks. Uh, remember, Rita, there's 5,000 rockets fired from the Gaza Strip into the Israeli territory. Uh, And we must also then trace back with the Israelis who helped train, equip, and then coordinate these attacks. Because I'm telling you right now, there's no way uh, Hamas by itself could have done the immense uh, work of logistically moving all this stuff into their area by themselves. They could not have trained the the pilots who flew the paragliders in by themselves. All these things had to be coordinated by a third party, and I do believe that was Iran. So uh, we got to look past what happened to start taking action to both uh, bolster our uh, our people, uh, protecting our citizens overseas, and sending a st- very strong message. And I am not a neocon, but we must send a very strong message that if we are going to be challenged, if our people are going to be targeted, there's going to be very severe consequences. And one little point on that. You probably I know you recall that uh, Donald Trump in January of 2020 assassinated uh, General Soleimani, one of the senior leaders of the IRGC, the Quds Force of the Iranian Republic. Yep. Uh, Soleimani was responsible for not only uh, training and, and paying for the resistance against us in Afghanistan, he literally helped our militia and gave uh, specific uh, technology to those militia to kill Americans in Iraq. 
uh, it was after his assassination, that is Soleimani's assassination, the Iranians took a step back because Trump made it personal. And that's what we have to do here. Uh, first off and foremost, there must be targeting of the leadership of these uh, organizations, of uh, the Iranian Quds Force and IRGC and these Hamas uh, terrorists so that there's a personal and direct cost. Because otherwise, Rita, uh, this is going to be uh, simply the beginning. This is going to be a, the, the, the Israeli version of 9-11, which I think if you look at the numbers, it is at least as severe, if not more severe than, than our 9-11. And if we don't work with them to push back against this horrific act, and I, I mean, I, I cannot put in words the brutality we've all seen in the videos of what happened, that we must work with them to push back and push back very hard so that this threat does not dare raise its head again any time in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, Tony, I have so many questions for you, Lieutenant Colonel Tony sure. Schaefer. First, first off, you talked about sort of the intelligence failure. How could this happen yeah. when Israel has the Iron Dome? This was obviously so planned out. They were coming from land, air, sea on gliders coming in. And just as you talked about, clearly very orchestrated. How could this happen with, you know, Israel having such great intel, um, America having such great intel, it sounds like everybody was flat-footed. They took a page out of the book of uh, strategic deception. We've done the same thing to other organizations and people. For example, during World War II, uh, Operation Garbo was part of uh, a larger operation called Operation Bodyguard, where the United States and British had doubled German uh, uh, spies and basically fed those spies false information back to Germany to deceive them regarding the time and date of the Normandy invasion, D-Day. So uh, I suspect that that's what happened here. The Mossad was literally taken to the cleaners. I think uh, there must have been some program, again, ran by a third party, probably the Iranians, who have the sophistication and scope to do this, to map out and understand all of the different sources the Mossad and and Israeli intelligence were, were looking at. Uh, and feeding false information, misleading information, to basically lull them into a sense of, of uh, stupor, to, to basically you know make them believe nothing's about to happen. Secondly, some of this is, I think, based on the internal strife within uh, Israel itself. I think Hamas saw the opportunity based on some of the internal political differences, and also obviously the Yom Kippur anniversary uh, 50 years ago uh, to the date of the Yom Kippur 73 war, I think these are all things that, that happened to really uh, just hit at the exact right time using the exact right methodology. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to whoever the intelligence officers who were on the other side because they did do a masterful job. With that said, Mossad had better get up, uh, wipe their bloody nose off, and get back in the game because, as you said, there's absolutely – uh, clear evidence that they did not see any of this coming whatsoever. And again, 5,000 rockets, you, those things had to be smuggled in. Uh, paragliding uh, aircraft, those, again, had to be smuggled in. Yeah, bulldozers, apparently, any, you know, tanks, right. and or not tanks, but right. uh, big pickup trucks and bulldozers. Right. I mean, come on. So, so there had to be some level of, uh, I always know this from, from seeing these guys, terrorists for the past uh, 35, 40 years, there's always rehearsals. There's always indicators because they have to rehearse and be prepared to to execute. And again, on the day that they decided to do it, it was well executed, well planned and flawless. The other thing I I need to say, and and this is going to probably upset some folks, this attack uh, strengthens any justification for our Second Amendment. One of the things Hamas did know 
is that they would go into unarmed civilian enclaves and with impunity kill people because nobody was armed. So this is this needs to be a lesson that we can never allow uh, uh, groups of citizens to not be prepared to invest in their own defense. And uh, clearly, had there been people uh, like like here in America, you know, you didn't have to have a lot, but you had to have some who could have pushed back and essentially set up safe places for the civilians to go or be defended. You would not have seen the mass casualties. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see uh, over a thousand dead when, when everything is said and done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Yeah. And in fact, uh, there are some reports, Tony, that now there's at least a thousand, maybe up to sixteen hundred. Um, I, I don't want to have you like reveal sources or whatever, but wh- are you hearing anything about how many Americans could potentially be held hostage? Oh, I think it's double what they're uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the, the death count is double what they're saying. And they're thinking that there's at least a dozen hostages from my sources. Wow. So, of Americans, uh, at least a dozen Americans. Americans is what, wow, which is, which is yeah. really, and we know that there's 11 uh, Americans killed. So what happens? What, how does, how does America, like you just said, the special forces, how does the Mossad, how do they get in? Because the only way to get some of these hostages is it, it's going to be bloody. It's urban warfare. It's going house to right. house, right? What it's probably, they're probably in the tunnels there, uh, under Gaza, which, uh, I know you know about too, where a lot of times they hide their armament and, and where they're digging to come into Israel. I mean, they, they've had a history of that. How do we get to them? Um, and this is going to be really tough. It's going to be very tough. And I think there's two things that, that need to be done. I think there's going to be some level of signature. These people have to be housed. They have to be fed. Uh, there's going to be differences that uh, that can be observed relating to patterns. Those are the things we're going to have to look very careful for. And secondly, you know, Gaza, is, as much as it's a, there's two million people, it's still a very compact area. So, you're, you're talking about probably two dozen locations that you could adequately store dozens of, of, of people in a uh, in a prison type environment. Although, do you think they're uh, putting them this, together? Or do you think they're putting them in different places? Maybe you're going to have to put them in together in clusters to take care of them. You can't disperse them completely out to the four winds. There's going to have to be some level of of of, of keeping them together for purposes of being able to bring them in, do interviews and things like that. So. I think they're going to have some way to retrieve them very rapidly, which means that you're not going to have them all together all in, in one location, but you're going to have probably, again, about a dozen locations where they're within arm's reach. And I think that's going to be the opportunity that both uh, our special operations forces and, and, the, and the Israelis are going to look at. And secondly, uh, I'm going to say this and be blunt. Uh, there's a good chance that you, you will see at least half those hostages killed before this is over. It's a, it's a grim reality, but... 
uh, we've learned uh, from actually having given away, uh, dealt with, and, and paid off terrorist organizations that nothing good's from, good, good, good comes from appeasing terrorists. Again, uh, we've gotten here because of the serial appeasement by the Biden administration, uh, because the belief is if you take hostages, they're a great bargaining chip, and you're simply going to get money back uh, from holding them. And this is something that we cannot continue to do. Yeah. And um, before I let you go, Tony, too, you hit it on the head. The appeasement, the Biden administration just said, OK, we're going to unfreeze uh, six billion dollars. You know, the White right. House is trying to say, oh, well, they couldn't have used it for the arms, but money's fungible. So suddenly right. they know they got six billion that they can use in arms. And then they know that six billion is going to come uh, to help for humanitarian or whatever, even if they use it just for humanitarian, which I don't even believe they'll just do that. But regardless, of, uh, this is this is such a message. This administration has been so cowtailing to Iran. They've been so desperate, and there's been a history. Uh, we've seen it with the Obama Biden administration, and now here we are with the Biden Kamala Harris administration. Uh, they seem to be cowtailing at every turn, and as soon as they got that money. They decided, okay, well, we're not going to have any inspections. We're not going to have this. They've been thumbing their nose, and we've done nothing. Jake Sullivan announced what they're trying to do in one of his recent commentaries at the Atlantic, uh, with the Atlantic, where he said, oh, everything is quiet. (laughs) Well, it's because they're trying to create this veneer that everything is integrated. That is woke uh, speak for we just want everybody to get along. They have this high school U.N. model view of the world where they believe appeasing people, Rita, is the solution. And that's how they've done it. And, and, and frankly, all they've done essentially is uh, allow a, a wound to become infected to the point of where it's, it's now the only solution is going to be to amputate uh, the limb because they have so badly damaged the reputation of the United States by this appeasement. And frankly, uh, this rosy view of the Middle East, uh, they don't want to address uh, uh, grievances which go back before the Ottoman Empire, for goodness sake, until those are resolved, you're not going to have resolution and peace. And we were on the path of resolving some of those with with the Abraham Accords. As a matter of fact, I think the Saudi Arabian agreement with the Israelis was about to be signed. That's one of the reasons I I think the Iranians encouraged Hamas to act to disrupt that. So uh, we've got to get away from appeasement, go back to working to resolve differences, and do that through a series of of negotiations, as well as having a a hammer to use when necessary and not be afraid to use that hammer. One thousand percent. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, thank you so much for being with us. You always have such great insight and it's such an important news day and news night. Thank you for being with us, Tony. Great. Thank you, Rita.